if you could see yourself 10 years from now in this room where you've just done the most amazing thing possible and they're celebrating you and everything else, what are the people talking about? What are they saying about you? Because that's all connected to your purpose. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Bev. It's wonderful to have you joining me today. Oh, thank you so much, Samantha. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited. I know. When we chat, as I said before, we just need a starting point because I'm not quite sure where it's going to end up. And that's why I love chatting with you. And I'm so excited that you're going to share your genius with our audience today and for all the people that are listening in. So before we dive into what we're going to chat about, why don't you share a little bit about what it is you do, and the kinds of people that you serve. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, my business is Wild and Wise, and it branches into different things. One of my main business, uh, probably where most of the people would find me, is Wild and Wise Women, which is W3. It's wildandwisewomen.com. And I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, different social media sites about that. And I'm really about the human you know, so, and the divine feminine and the divine masculine and the divine. So when in starting Wild and Wise Women, what it was all about was finding a place to come home to ourselves, to remember who we are. And that's really the women that I serve are they're powerful women, they're bold women, they're women who have maybe felt really different all of their lives. They're women who have had some pretty hard knocks to deal with and and they've gotten through them. They're inspiring women in and of themselves, and yet they find themselves being a little bit stuck mm. here and there. So what I help with is to get them unstuck and to help them to know that they are truly unstoppable. Um, it's about becoming a sovereign being. So that integrity, that wholeness of a woman that really encompasses, um, like I said, the, the feminine, the masculine and the divine. Mm. And I'm also about being very badass about it. You know, I'm just I'm a very much no holds bar kind of thing. There's nothing that I'm afraid to take on or talk about or anything else. And I love that because I'm at a place in my life that I have the wisdom, the wise part of it. And I'm also at that place where it's like, you know, I'm done with judgment. I don't judge mm. myself and I don't judge others. And if other people judge me, well, that's, you know, that's, I don't that's really care thing. because, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm about the wild. So I'm really about humans who just want to be themselves authentically, genuinely, passionately, that's what I'm about. Mm, I love it so much. So you and I have had a really good conversation about niching. Now, I am a big purporter of niching because when people are very generalist, when they're broad, they don't, they don't attract or get their message to the right people. But you've got a little bit of a different take on this. I mean, we get to the same outcome, but I'd love to hear your take on, on niching. 
Great. Thank you for asking me about that. Because one of the thing is like what I just said about wild and wise, it was it's very general. Mm-hmm. And it's not it that my passion is there. And yet at the same time, where the way I've gotten to my niche is that I have really focused internally what my purpose is, my mm-hmm. divine purpose, that unique thing that only I can do. Nobody else ever mm-hmm. will be able to do what I'm able to do. And so in knowing who I am and my purpose, what I've done from there is like, okay, tell me then, and I've allowed myself to be guided, you know, who do I work with? Well, in general, I love women. That's why I have a fairly large platform in terms of attracting women or or those who are in support of the feminine. And yet at the same time, my clients, the ones that I work with a very small number, because I know that I'm on this planet to work with a handful of women at any given time, those who are who are in a place to really bring healing and change and transformation to the world. And yet I'm not the one who's doing it for the masses. Mm -hmm. I'm doing that. I'm bringing them to their full potential through my gifts as a coach and a healer and a businesswoman and the magic that I have, you know, bringing those few people there. So when I talk about, when I talk to my clients about their businesses, we really approach it from a purpose perspective. You know, what are you, who are you? And what are you here to do? Okay, Mm. now let's talk about who you're here to serve as a result of who you are and what you're here to do. Mm. Let's talk about purpose just for a moment, because when I think about a lot of the women that are at a point of their life where they're, they're at a point where they're here to do big things. And the, I, I know the, the women that you're talking about, they've got lots of stories to share, lots of experience. But what I find is that they've got so much experience, so many stories, and a lot of them, and not all of them for sure, but a lot of them are like, I actually don't know what my purpose is. And I find a lot of them stuck because they're like, I just don't know what it was. I mean, it was certainly my story at around 40 where I lost myself and thought, what is my purpose? I don't know what it is. And because I didn't know what it was, it really stopped me in my tracks for quite a few months. For people that are at that stage, where do they even begin to start to discover what their what their new purpose is? Oh, I know it's a it's a mm, great it's a question. Big one. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's okay because a lot of times when I address this about purpose, and especially when I tell people, "Oh, you're here to do something that nobody else can can do except for you," and mm-hmm. I get these looks of terror. It's like, uh-huh. "Oh my God, am I doing it? Am I going to miss it? You know, how do I figure out what it is? Oh my goodness! I mean, it just sounds huge to them, and it, it is and it isn't. So this is what this is what I say after I tell them you're here to do, you know, you're here for a specific reason and, and it serves and only you can do this. So after I do that, I say, you know, take a breath because there's no way that you cannot live your purpose. Mm -hmm. So every single one of us, there's aspects all through our lives that give us all kinds of big hints, sometimes big hints, sometimes little hints as to what our purpose is, what we're here to do. Mm -hmm. It comes in the form of passions. You know, what do we love? It comes in the form of, you know, what we're great at. I mean, really great at because we just love doing it so much. What, What are we really great at? What do other people say about us that, you know, the ones that notice who we are and 
what we're doing in the world and how extraordinary we are. What do other people say about that? If you could see yourself 10 years from now in this room where you've just done the most amazing thing possible and they're celebrating you and everything else, what are the people talking about? What are they saying about you? Because that's all connected to your purpose. And Jeff Canfield actually taught me oh, I don't even know how many decades ago, a very simple way of doing that with just just that exercise, you know, imagine that you're there and there's like four different things that you look at and then you put them into the sentence. And I was astounded when I took like these four words and put them into the sentence and I went, wow, you know, that just really feels so good Mm. that, you know, I'm here to do this. Now it took a little tweaking and then I, and I've done, you know, work in other places. If you're interested in just having something that's very quick, very profound, that exercise that Jack taught, and I'm happy to say, you know, I've got it written down somewhere. So if anybody wants to know about that, let me know because I'll, I'll send it to you. And it's amazing what can come out as a, as a result of that. I also, again, I reiterate, there's no way to do it wrong and you Mm. can't not live your purpose. So what I say to business owners and and my clients is that if you're in a business or you've started business, regardless of how successful or not so much successful it is, if you're really loving it and you're very passionate about it and you're still stuck, then there's something else that's like underneath an unconscious belief that, that you're really fighting against. And that's something totally different. If you're doing something that you absolutely love and not being successful with, so look at some of the, the beliefs that you might have. Now, if you do some doing something that you're really successful at or not so much, and you really don't like it, then it's time to, to look to do something else. So really, it's like, what's your heart telling you? What's your Mm. gut telling you? Mm. Because I, you know, I have a wonderful friend (laughs) who she laughs at me all the time. She goes, Bev, you know, what about market research? What about this? What about that? I go, yeah, it's all really great and cool. So what, how, you know, how do you feel about that? So Mm. oh my gosh. And inevitably, though, we get to a place where she goes, you know, you're right. (laughs) And I've done all this market research. And really what it's shown me is that that it's what I love that really is where I belong and where I can be most in service. So thank you so much for asking these questions because this is fun. This is my- I I love deep diving into these topics, right? (laughs) Let's talk about that head versus heart because when we're in business, there's so many decisions that we need to make. There are so many things that we need to think about and to put into place. You know, there's systems and procedures and getting our messaging right and our ideal client. So a lot of what we're doing Doing is made from you know a logical place. It's coming from that head, that headspace, and it can be tricky to understand. Well, who is it that I want to serve, and what is it that I love to do versus what does the market need? You know, you were just talking about the market research because the market st- there. Well, you know, we still need to make money. Obviously, we're in business. How do we balance that? Who do we serve versus what does the market need? Because I'm sure there's a balance here somewhere. Absolutely. I and I speak of it usually in less in terms of balance and more in terms of harmony. Mm, so love that. <laughs> yeah, I feel because I, you know, I, well, I'm a Libra, and so I ought to know a lot about balance. Uh-huh. And yet, not <laughs> yeah. exactly. It never really fit for me. The the musical part of me was like it's it's harmony because sometimes uh-huh. you have more of this and less of that, and mm. then more of this and less of that. So I, when I'm thinking about the harmony that 
happens when we engage our heart and our head, because I'm a both kind of girl or mm-hmm. an all of the above. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm very inclusive in terms of uh, whatever resources we have, I'm all for using. Yeah. I'll take D, all of the above. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All of the above. And so what I have found and what has worked best for me and when I you know, work with my clients as well is to have that to invite that harmony, that yes, there's times to be creative and flow and compassionate and in grace and just, you know, creating all these amazing things, being the the women, the feminine, the feminine, the female, the birthing, um, you know, creating life generators that we are. And then there's also time to get stuff done. And Mm. that's when we invite that harmony of the masculine that comes in. And then there's a third party that I believe really plays a big part in in my life and my success. And that is the divine. And that is my, you know, my connection to knowing things that I, you know, that I would never find in market research or that, or think, or even sometimes in my own passion, it's, it's like from someplace that I don't know, it's like from this magical synergistical place. So having a harmony of the, the creative flowing and then the masculine of getting things done and being logical and, and, and putting the systems in place or making sure you have somebody who can do that for Mm -hmm. you, because if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. And then also allowing for that, that surprise factor, that magic factor that, that is just, uh, it's, it's, Pure freaking magic. That's PFM. Mm. That's what a lot of when, I, when my clients talk about me. And now when I talk about myself, it's all about PFM, the pure freaking magic, because I believe that that's part of the harmony and, you know, looking to all these different things. Now, how, how do you know when to engage those different factors? You know, how do you know when to just say, okay, <laughs> you know, I don't know what to do. That's, that's mm. my main thing. If it's like, if I'm like super stuck, it's like, all right, guidance, you know, all right, universe, all right, whoever, just give me a sign, you know, give me something. Let me flip a coin. Let me <laughs> do something like that. And when there's, um, when I notice that I'm putting the brakes on myself, it's like, okay, it's time to engage that part of me that knows how to get things done. Mm. And then when there's something to be creative about, then I know how to do that as well. So, to me, that's the, the um, I don't want to say trickiest, it's, it's probably the most, mm, it's what fascinates me, actually. And also, um, I find fascinating in others is, is how to get them to harmonize so much better. Because I, you know, I see a woman who, who has the ability to be so creative and yet she doesn't get anything done mm. or she's got too much that's to, that she's created and doesn't know what to do with it. Mm. And, or I see somebody that is, is way too like, okay, let me get my pendulum out for every single decision. Well, that's yep. not always necessarily the thing to do either. Or it's just like, got to get it done. Got to get it done. Got to get it done. That doesn't work either. So finding that harmony, I think, uh, and I know, and I feel uh-huh. <laughs> to put all of those things together is uh, really a magic, magical alchemy mm. for business. Mm, I love that. And what I was hearing as you were saying that as the people that are really stuck and it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going. But what's interesting is that 
and you and you and you actually said it you know when you notice you're putting the brakes on i feel that these people almost um they've got a blind spot that they don't realize they've sort of got one or two percent off course you yeah. know and then all of a sudden and you know I'm, I'm sure it's happened to most of us at some point we've gone hang on a minute this is not what i wanted to be doing or something just doesn't feel right or how did i get here or how did i end up with these clients and these you know we call it self-sabotage but this putting the brakes on sometimes we don't even notice when we're off track what are some of the some of the questions or some of the things that we could really take notice of right now to make sure that we're 100 percent on track like what are these things that we could be asking ourselves well interestingly enough what i often do is i ask myself what's going on in my body mm-hmm. for so many years it, i really didn't pay much attention to what was going on in my body. And was I successful? And could I get things done? Everything? Absolutely. Now, though, it's that's where I start with people's what's going on in your body. And then and a lot of times they'll say what body, <laughs> you know, the body oh that you have, here, Absolutely. you know, where what's going on? Do you have any physical issues that are showing up? So it's kind of interesting, because what I find is that Oftentimes what's stopping us, like you said, what we can't see, it is something that's in the unconscious. And so Mm -hmm. I I look for like the back door to different places. Mm. And I found that asking somebody when they're in there, they're coming in there, okay, I'm stuck with my business. I've got this going on or I don't know what to do with this and everything. And when I just kind of flip it and say, well, what's going on with your body? What's going on? And they say, what, what? And it, it allows the mind to disconnect a little bit and it allows the heart to just kind of go, well, let me feel into that. And then to come into it from a different place that is not necessarily um, threatening Mm, to that part mm -hmm, of us. mm -hmm. Because the reason why we get stuck is that there's some part of us that believes there's like danger Mm -hmm, for going mm -hmm. forward. It really, it really is. So our, our procrastination, our obstacles, all those things that self-sabotage that you talked about, those all happen from a place inside of us that's wanting to protect us in mm. some way. Mm. So when we kind of come in the back door, like talking about what's going on with your body? Well, I thought I was here to talk about my business. Well, we are. And that's why we're starting with what's going on with your body. So when we can find kind of a back door that doesn't really threaten the part that's working to keep us from doing whatever we're doing in our business, or even our minds sometimes that can, that can get us a little stuck in the chatter that goes on. If we're looking at it from a whole different perspective that doesn't feel threatening, that's when things can open up. And it's Mm. amazing what people start talking about when you just had started a conversation like, how are you feeling today? You know, I mean, physically, how, how are you doing? Mm. So it's kind of, it's interesting. And again, to me, it's, it's part of that PFM of, of, um, <laughs> you know, the kind of things that I do. Totally. I love that you brought that up. And and before we hit record, we knew that we were going to have these little moments. But I've got a book called The Secret Language of the Body by Ina Segal, and it is my Bible. I've used and I thoroughly recommend, I'll pop the link in the show notes, I thoroughly recommend this book to everyone on the planet. Um, I've been using it um, right back from when I was a personal trainer. So I've been using this book for about 15 years. I used to use it with my clients and um, in, in the gym, and now I use it 
it um, mostly for myself, but you know, I will use it with my clients as well. But it was just this morning, my husband and I were chatting and he's like, oh, the book's out, what's going on? And I said, well, last night I was working on this thing and I started getting this pain and I was like, what's that about? And I went, let's just look in the book. And I seriously, I looked in the book, I saw what it was, I breathed into it, I did what I needed to do and just got on with, with what I meant to be doing. But it was, it was an unconscious block of something that I was afraid of that I had no idea um, until I picked up the book, read it, journaled on it. I took it to the next level, journaled on it uh, because unconsciously we know what we're meant to be doing. We, we cover these things up to keep ourselves safe, exactly like you said. So I love that you've brought this up. <laughs> Well, you, you know, the divine is guiding us exactly where we need to go and and the, and really what people are, are, are needing to hear right now. And that's mm. what I love is there's so many of us who are willing to share, you know, these kind of like crazy things like what you go look up what it means in your body to see it. Well, yeah, actually I do. And I love that people are open to that kind of thing now. It's like, yeah, let's start looking at some things that maybe we hadn't looked at before or we thought was only in just, you know, one little area of business. I, I, the other, not long ago, a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, invited to listen to a group of um, financial professionals in the San Francisco Bay area. And wow. I mean, I, I spent time in the corporate world 30 plus years and Never in that time did I hear people talking about what I heard these financial professionals talking about in in this this meeting, you know, about about, you know, how to how to support each other and how to, you know, how to be kind in the workplace and all of these things that, you know, light workers or people have been healers and you know, we've been talking about this for a much longer period of time and yet at the same time it was so great that and it's like all my financial women's like, oh, I just love you so much and and that they're just open to this. So mm. I find that that the world in general is open to more of like, well, okay, what we what we had been doing, how's that worked for us? Mm. So maybe it's time to open up and and do some different things. So that's it's very I love it. It's encouraging mm. to me because it it really means that to me and what I see is that people are opening up in a way that um I've never witnessed before and I've, I've been on the planet for a little while. So yeah. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. And actually a conversation that someone brought up with me um, just a little while ago is, you know, I always used to call these things woo-woo. And mm -hmm. he said to me, I hate that word. It puts me off. It makes no sense. I don't know why you all use it. And it was actually, this was like a huge aha moment for me when he turned around and said, but it's all science. It's actually mm -hmm. science. And I think that we need to put a stop to this idea that it's woo woo. And because it does, that almost gives it a connotation that, you know, you have to believe it and it's not real. When it is actually science, our body produces certain chemicals that get stored in fascia and muscles. And this is actually science, you know, the same as the energy, the, you know, um, of the planets and the solar transits. This isn't made up stuff. It is science. And we really need to tap into these beautiful messages that the universe is sending us because the universe is sending them to us to be able to do something with them. So I am glad that people are starting to listen and and I would like to stop putting an end to this woo-woo thing and start realizing that 
you know, it is science. It is a real thing. Absolutely, it is. I mean, that's one of the reasons why as such a spiritual person and an empath and psychic, whatever you want to refer to, you know, all my different gifts and, and what I do, I was always so drawn to science and math and everything else, because I saw the spirituality is, you know, it's the same thing. I mean, we're, we're talking about universal laws, we're talking about, you know, the way things things work. I mean, airplanes don't fly because they defy gravity. They mm -hmm. fly because they work with science with mm -hmm. the laws of nature, if you will. And I was I had an interview. I love that we're talking about this because I had an interview today with one of my um, uh, book collaborative book authors, and she's an incredible empath. And she teaches others, you know, and empaths, you know, how to deal with it, you know, how to be a, a practical empath, really, and, and how to deal with your sensitivity and everything else that goes on. And she said, you know, one of the conversations, one of the the parts of her class is all about how this is science, you know, it mm. isn't um, something that isn't and 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 as science progresses, if you will, there's more and more that they that scientists are able to see that as well. You know, I, uh, you know, Albert Einstein, oh my gosh, I mean, the way that he talks about everything in quantum mm -hmm. physics and et cetera, it's just, it is, it is science. And I don't personally have an issue with woo. I like being woo woo. And <laughs> all that stuff. But, you know, that's just me. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, with, with whatever I've, yeah, I've learned yeah. to take those as terms of endearment more uh -huh. than anything else. And, and yet, I, I agree with you. It's it's time to recognize that, you know, this quantum physics thing. Absolutely, we things are created twice. We see them first, see mm -hmm. them in, in you know, our uh, inner vision, if you will, and then they're created on mm -hmm. the outs, you know, in the outside in the three D reality, if you if you will. And it's amazing, and I love that. And that's part of the the reason why, you know, when I'm working with. Um, when I'm working with clients around a niche or around any business aspect, we go back to, you know, we go back to things like purpose. We go back to things like, you know, um, you know, what's your guidance say, you know, what are you feeling? What is your, you, what's your soul telling you? What's that, you know, that wild soul of yours telling you to do, you know, never mind what your mind's doing. I love, love our minds. I think our minds are brilliant and they're, tools, they're not necessarily what was meant to, uh, you know, guide where we're going. Mm. And um, so I, you know, just, I just love that the world's so opening up. I'm just so happy that Absolutely. to be here at this time. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a very exciting time on the planet. Definitely. How many people do you work with or speak to that are, that are, very successful. And when I say successful, because obviously success is different to all of us. So I just, you know, that um, through the traditional sense of success, you know, earning good money, have the material objects, um, you know, that they want, that don't question how they're feeling. Um, you know where I'm going with this. Well, I think we've been we've been conditioned to view success as you know all about the numbers or all about the material things and like that and we're we're that's shifting somewhat and 
yet at the same time, there are still people that, that who've been conditioned that this is what success looks like. And it doesn't matter how I feel or what's going on anywhere else. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, this is success. I've made it. I'm here. And, you know, I'm good. And don't care about anything like like that. Is that where you're going? Where I was going with it was there are some people that on the outside look successful. Their logic is telling us I'm successful, but they feel like something is missing. Yeah. And sometimes they don't even know that it's missing. Um, Sometimes they do know that something's missing. They've got to a point where something's happened and they're like, what is it? How many people do you come across like that that are – you know, and what does that journey look like to be able to move into the next thing? And the reason I'm asking this is there could be someone that's listening now that is just thinking, there's a reason I'm listening to this. There's a reason that I've pressed play on this episode. And oh my goodness, there is something that isn't quite right. And I don't know how to put my finger on it. Beautiful. And thank you for bringing that up, because that's one thing that I know is that everything happens for a reason that it serves us. And I'm always talking about the divine appointment. Whenever I'm speaking to anyone, it's like you were here by divine appointment, like you said, not just by accident that you did this. So there's there's something that calls us into Um, the places where the information is where we need to something that we need to hear. And so when, when, and it's interesting, because thanks for bringing this up, because now that I'm thinking about it, usually people will say, well, I was drawn to you, because I know there's something that's not quite there. Don't know what it is, don't know Mm -hmm. how to get there. I just know that there's something is. And again, what I do, it's, it's about it's about accessing their true power and coming into sovereignty, something that that I call sovereignty, which is integrity, which is wholeness, which is, you know, having, having it all, you know, we get told, oh, well, we can't have it all. And then it's like, oh, well, we can have it all. Well, which is it? Well, Mm -hmm. I believe I know it's whatever we choose. So whatever all is to us, we can absolutely have that. And it's so important because usually what will happen is they'll come in their business successful or this, and yet they know something's missing. So then we start looking at that sovereign being of who they are. It's like, well, how are your relationships? How are your, you know, how is your time freedom? Because some people have a lot of time and they don't, they're not free to do anything with it because they don't have the money. And some people have a lot of money and they're not free to do anything with because they don't have the time. So you know, again, that harmony of relationships, time, money, freedom, um, you know, our vocation, you know, are we really doing what we're called to do? Because maybe sometimes it's, it's that, yes, I'm very successful. And, you know, I, I just did this, I just did it because I could not Mm. because it really sang in my heart. And it's so I love it. When people come to the place in their vocation where they go, Oh, you know, what I really want to do is this. Oh, wow. Hmm. Well, why aren't you doing that? Well, there's no money there. Well, that's a belief. (laughs) And Uh beliefs, you know, beliefs are great to work with, because we get to choose what we believe. So it's, it's awesome. So if someone's feeling like something's missing, they're absolutely right. And so then it's just a kind of an inquiry, I call it a gentle inquiry, because again, we don't want to rile anybody up inside so that they're going, Oh, my God, you know, I don't want to do this or get any parts stirred up so that they put the brakes on too hard. 
And yet we can inquire, we can wonder. I love that word wonder. Mm. And I use that with clients all the time is, you know, wonder about what, if something was missing, I wonder what it could be. And then Mm -hmm. listen and see what comes to you. Because wondering is something that doesn't threaten our ego. It doesn't threaten our mind. It doesn't threaten that part of us that's going, I need to protect this person. It allows us to be curious, curiosity. So it's an amazing thing. So it's, if anybody is listening to this and you're feeling like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm not quite there. You're absolutely right. And there are any number of ways to get to that and just really start wondering what that could be, you know, Mm. what area of my life is somehow not where I want it to be. Because this is what I find interesting as well, especially people who look very successful and look like they're all put together. Um, when they're not, it's just, it's, it's, it, I'm drawn to them because I, you know, I want to let them know that it's possible to have that integrity, that wholeness, that sovereignty as well. I'm for a couple of years, I, I was a speaker on kind of a circuit about confidence and a a confidence campaign. And it was so interesting because I was able to do this in person and I would show up and there would be so many women there who would want to know, you know, what is this confidence thing, especially body confidence and all of that. And they would show up and they look so beautiful. Mm. I mean, they were gorgeous. They were fit. They were, you know, just everything about about them was just so beautiful. And yet, when I would afterwards, after I talked, and somebody would say, could I talk to you for a minute? And she could be one of the most looked like one of the most well put together woman, women in, in the room. And, and she said, you know, what you said just really spoke to me. And I could, I feel like there's something missing. And I just look at her in the eyes. And I said, Well, do you have any idea how absolutely beautiful you are? And immediately she would just start crying because, you know, we can we can look one way to the world and inside feel a completely different way. And I'm mm. all about, you know, having that success in the outer world and feeling so good about it inside because otherwise it's just, you know, what's the point? Mm. I love that you said that if you feel like something's missing that it is, it's almost like it gives you the permission to be right because sometimes we get those things that we're like, what is wrong with me or why am I thinking that? But straight away, the, the feeling behind that is just like, huh, cool, I'm right. Let's now be curious and let's talk about this. And something mm. that I wanted to add to what you said, a lot of people do get challenged when they start asking themselves these questions, what is it that you want? And that sometimes, because they're so not used to saying what they want, it may be easy to start with, this is what I don't want. You know, I've asked people often, what is it that you want? I just don't know. Because there's the, the permission's not there for themselves. Say, so, well, let's start by telling me what it is that you don't want. Because it doesn't take long and it starts coming out, well, this is what I don't want. Oh, so this is what I do want. This feels good. It feels right. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That's one of the biggest keys to unlock that I've ever found is that starting, including with myself, because, you know, I've been through all the programs and things like that. And, you know, it's like, write your vision and write about what you want. What do you want? And I just always was just like, 
I don't know. Mm. And I, so when I finally on my own, I said, I, I was, I was um, invited to write about, you know, what I want. And I said, okay, I've done this the every, every which way, but loose. So what have I had? What have I not done? Well, you've never started with what don't you want? That was, if I'd known you. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I probably back been, then I might not have been able to help you then either. But this you know, this is the great. journey so, that we all go on, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And and I love that because then I said, okay, fine. I'm making a list of what I don't want. And I just let my, I just let it rip every single thing in my life. I mean, I, was, I think I was writing for about an hour of all the things that I didn't want. And I said, okay, I think I'm done. And then I said, all right, well, if this is what you don't want, hmm, what if you flip it? And what do you, what do you want? So I did that. For example, um, I was said, well, no more debt. I don't, I don't ever want to be in debt anymore. And so I flipped it and I said, well, to be debt free. And then I paused for a moment and I said, okay, what else though? Is there mm. something deeper than just being debt free? Well, I, I really, I want to feel like I have, I want to feel like I'm wealthy. You know, I want to feel like no matter what I do, I can do it in the most luxurious way I want to. I want to have a consciousness that when I look at my bank account, it doesn't matter what it says in there because I know I'm so wealthy that I can do and so abundant. And I want to know that the abundance is infinite. And I want to know that there's nothing, you know, that's what I want. So that was really interesting too, because I went from what I don't want, flip it, and then let myself go deeper. And it sounds like that's also what you do with people as well. And it's it's brilliant. So thank well, you. What, for what you just uncovered there, I really want to touch on um, in case people missed it. And this is, this is something that uh, I know that I didn't get when I was, you know, goal setting or whatever you want to call it when I was creating my vision was that first layer of I don't want to be debt free. So I don't want to have debt what does that mean exactly and it's un until we start to explore what that exactly is we can't create it because if we put out very weak messages then we will get not much back in return that we need to get we need to be courageous i think to really explore because and i say courageous is because <laughs> when we've got these subconscious blocks, these blocks that we don't even know that are there, again, and we talked about this earlier, we keep ourselves safe. So yes. there's a lot of these beliefs that we don't believe that can really become real. So we hold ourselves back from saying what we really want. It is such mm -hmm. a courageous thing to dive into this so deeply and say, no, I want this, you know, I don't just want to feel this, but this is what it actually feels like. This is what it looks like. This is what it actually is. And I think that that specificity that you talked about is very, very, very important. I I do as well because I <laughs> I used to I used to uh, write myself kind of a blank check and say, okay, universe, you know, I want I want I want all this abundance, and um, I think it was Mary Morrissey. I heard her talk one time, and she said something about, you know, if you take a check into the bank and it doesn't have a specific number on there, it just says lots of money, and ah! you give it to that teller, you know, there's no way that bank can cash the check. So be specific. And I went, 
Oh, that just, it just hit me like, wow. Yes. So I love that. That's something that, you know, you know, and teach and, and the more of us who can do that, I think that's very important. And I think I know that I was conditioned not to be specific because mm. partly then it's like, oh my God, I just said that, you know, I just said, mm. I'm going to make a million dollars this mm. year. We're opening you know, ourselves I- up to judgment. Oh, very much so. Yes. Mm. And and it's like, well, who do you think you are that you can ask? And sometimes it's other people asking me that. And sometimes it's myself asking mm. me, you know, who do I think I am? And um, I love that. And courage. Thank you. Because that's, you know, be bold, be brave, be willing. We have one precious life here. And, you know, what the heck? You know, mm. what? I love, you know, I I love people who say that it's not Oh, back to scientists, because scientists, when they do experiments, or they're out there doing different stuff, proving their hypothesis and that those kinds of things, it isn't necessarily that they consider their experiments failures if they don't get the results that they're looking for. Because if they did that, they might just quit. Instead, what they say is, okay, this is what we did. These are the results that Mm. we got. And what are we going to do with those? Mm-hmm. You know, do they do they actually are they better than what we thought? Are they not what we thought they might be or something? So when I when I can look at my life and and invite my clients to look at their life as a series of, you know, what the heck experience experiences and experiments, let's see what happens and then get the results and go, okay, well, what do I want to do with this? Mm. You know, because sometimes 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 my my biggest screw ups, if you will, <laughs> uh, have been the best things that ever happened to me. It's mm. like thank goodness that that I failed at that because what I succeeded at was you know living or my life or or moving into something else or etc so I really appreciate the possibility of looking at everything that happens in our lives as a series of results and then we choose what to do with them from there instead of oh that was a failure oh that was a success or you know whatever I just I, I love the the scientific method if you will of just like yeah, well, I did that. So here's, here's here were the results. I don't need mm. to judge them. I simply need to make a decision. What am I going to What am I going to do with this? You know, mm. where am I going to go from here? Love it, love it, love it, Bev. For people that are listening that want to stay connected or learn more about you and the work that you're doing, how can they do that? Well, my website is Wild and Wise Women, all spelled out, wildandwisewomen.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, also under Wild and Wise Women, and would love to to hear from people in any way that that you want. There's a lot of things, uh, resources that are on the website, also on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I'm there every single day in terms of providing support and um, op- possibilities and opportunities. And and I love collaborating. So even if you're not looking to hang out with me, I just have some amazing people I hang out with. And they're also join me in different interviews and things like that. So Yes, either my website, Facebook, Instagram. Reach out, reach out and connect. And as usual, as always, we will put all of those links in the show notes. Bev, it's been such a fabulous conversation. We've covered just so much today. But if you could leave us with one message that just wraps this episode up in a beautiful box with a lovely bow on the top, what would that be? Well, it's my favourite thing to say, actually, and... 
That is that sometimes the wisest thing that we can do for ourselves is to be unabashedly wild. I love it. I love it. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today, Bev. I really appreciate everything you've shared. It's been just such a beautiful conversation. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Samantha. Today's episode may be over, but let's continue the conversation. Head on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and connect with other entrepreneurs who are building and scaling their business too. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.